Today's goddess represents fertility and springtime. Celebrated during the spring equinox as the bringer of increased light and the balance between nighttime and daytime hours, she is Ostara. Well, hello, everybody. Hello, goddesses. Welcome to episode number 15 of Goddess Chat with Leos. We are your hostesses. I am Nicole, and this is the stunning Gigi. Oh, stop it. (laughs) (laughs) Never. Well, everyone, why don't you join us as we drink some tea and explore the meanings and legends and powers of this week's goddess. Yes, and if you love the show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Spotify or any other of your chosen listening services. You can find us on Instagram at goddesschatleos or send us an email, goddesschat at yahoo.com. The best way to show your support for the show is to reach out to us, to rate and review. Also, word of mouth, totally priceless. Yes, it is. Talk about us. <laughs> Talk about us. <laughs> all right well let's grab our tea and welcome this week's goddess and it's tea time i was almost gonna swear i was gonna say mf I have a lot of coffee today, guys, so I'm sorry. It's going to get rough. Oh, don't worry. It's going to be good. Maybe we'll get some Nicole rants today. Oh, Lord. (laughs) (laughs) My rants are not coherent. I'm just like, no, and it really pisses me off when this It's like Peter Griffin on Family Guy when he does, you know what grinds my gears? You know what really grinds my gears? Mm -hmm. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) What really grinds my gears? Being outside. Oh, so good. So good. Oh, my goodness, yes. Well, I wanted to real quick tell you that uh, a little bit of something that goes with Ostera is I planted my um, seeds last week so that they could start growing in the house and my tomato plants are like so into it. And then I had my thyme start to come up and dummy me, instead of using a spray bottle to gently mist it, I poured like water from my watering can and they just went... Oh, I'm sure that it'll get better. (laughs) I think so. But I was like, babies, no. Oh, (laughs) yeah, I have, um, I have little mini tomato um, and some basil and rosemary and stuff um, that grows in a little um, indoor garden that I have. And they seem to grow very well with that system. But um, my son and I did plant some seeds on Um, the spring equinox so they have not sprouted yet so we shall see Um, but they they um, I'm hopeful I'm hopeful that we'll get some new little sprouts from that and that'll be fun to see I'm sure you'll get something I keep looking at my lavender plant outside and I'm like come back beauty that it's like my prize thing but we rent this house so when we leave I'm gonna have to get like a forklift like digger hoe thing to get in there and take I'm taking her with me oh yeah yeah, no, my neighbor, she actually has a lot of plants and um, she plans on moving in about six months and she's already trying to figure out how she's going to spread her plants about to her friends and family because she's going to be moving cross country. So she's yeah. like, I'm not leaving them here. They're going to be unloved if I leave them here. So I'm giving them to people that will take care of them. Yeah, and- I actually... 
Oh, I was going to oh, go say ahead. that my um, all the plants that I had in my old apartment when I was in L.A., I gave yes. most of them to Marilyn, and they have thrived. She has, like, Aww. the greenest green thumb ever, I swear. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, the so. only other thing was she said that she was going to get, like, easy-to-maintenance, like, flowers for us because, you know, <laughs> I get a little forgetful <laughs> at times. And um, I do have some wildflower seeds that I had sprinkled above um, the grave of my my late guinea pig that passed Aww. in December. And they just started to bloom this week for the first time. So we're having those pretty little pink blooms on there. Jerry. So I'm like, oh, those worked. Yeah, my, my, my little guinea pig, Jerry, he was the sweetest little boy. We had him for six years and Jerry. he was a good one. Yeah. <laughs> so now I have the flowers, you know, to represent his, you know, passing and, and rebirth as nature. So I love it. What, um, I'm actually drinking some lavender tea. That's why I, wrote, oh, nice. me, I went and looked at my lavender bush. Um, what are you drinking? I'm just having a little chamomile today. Again, I, I want to stick with floral notes, you know, and just calm myself down. James actually um, uh, used uh, his fun little plastic baseball bat in the living room and knocked fun. over my coffee this morning and shattered my mug everywhere. So I was like, I need to calm. <laughs> so. Oh, no, your mama bear mug? No, actually, oh, okay. it was one of my, okay, I have this thing where I was for years collecting Starbucks mugs everywhere I traveled. And so it was my Washington DC Starbucks mug. So it's a little sad, but I have another Washington DC Pete's coffee mug that was sent to us because my in-laws live out there. And, um, you know, I could always start a new or maybe start a new, um, little, uh, collection of trinkets on my travels coming forth you know because you know with springtime and oh star we can and all travel this, mm-hmm. start renew start anew you know so it's yeah. like we'll try a new little thing on that so it's okay. all right if one broke it's not it's not a permanent thing it's just a moment okay. so <laughs> okay goddess is she saying this now if it was the mama bear mug you know oh. down. <laughs> <laughs> i could have gotten a new mama bear mug it's all right like i said it sucks but I'm trying to, you know, give him grace. <laughs> he didn't realize what he was doing. And I'm like, this is why we don't use bats in the house. So yes. <laughs> he was very, aso- it was, it was so cute. Cause he's like, mama, I'm sorry. It, it broke. And I'm like, yeah, can you go sit in your room so you don't get hurt? He's like, okay. He's like, sorry, mama. And he kept saying <laughs> it, so. He's like, I pushed it too far. Yeah, but I mean, if you think about it, you know, we yell at our children so easily about things like this. But if we were an adult and we did it, we're like, okay, we just clean it up and move on. So I'm trying to do that with him. I'm like, I know it was an accident. We have to learn from the mistake. Just clean it up and learn. So that's beautiful. Give him that grace. Yes. (laughs) And with the grace. Well, are you ready to uh, start talking about this? Yes. Grace us with this beautiful goddess. (laughs) Well, our sources for today's goddess are goddessgift.com, find your goddess by sky, I'm sorry, <laughs> find your goddess by sky Alexander, the goddess oracle by Amy Sophia Marashinsky, the goddess guidance by Doreen Virtue and sacred mothers and goddesses by Claudia Olivos. Ooh, I just thought you had an accident or accident, oh, an accent, no. <laughs> an accent, yeah. An accent. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, you know, California accent started to like change a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this goddess is Ostara and she is the Teutonic and Germanic 
Germanic goddess of fertility and springtime, who's sometimes called Yoster, and which um, the words East and Easter were both named after Ostara because of the reference to the sun rising in the East and the increase in sunlight beginning in the Celtic springtime. So cool. I actually yeah. was listening to a podcast today. It's Witchy Wednesdays. They're great. Ooh. Go listen to them. Mm-hmm. But um, they had said that um, Yoster, that's like another word for estrogen or something. Like it oh, has yeah. some kind of connection to that. So I was like, oh, oh. it makes total sense. Yeah, yeah. Estrogen. I mean, it has the beginning word of it, um, the, the Greek beginning. So mm-hmm. Um, I believe it would be, I, I don't know if it is a Greek beginning or not, but usually most of our words have like the, you know, the Greek breakdown. So I like that. Very interesting. <laughs> yeah. I may have said it incorrectly, but I know it was something to do with estrogen. So yeah, no, it makes sense. It totally do makes with sense. It what you mm-hmm. will. <laughs> a little bit of a mythology and history. The dramatic goddess of fertility agriculture spring ostara was celebrated with the ritual lighting of dawn fires as a protection for the crops she symbolizes springtime new growth and rebirth i want people to light a bonfire for me whenever i come around just be like done it's really cool though because i've actually seen people do this where they do preventative fires Mm -hmm. um and it's it's really amazing i watched this video of this one field where they would get this like overgrowth of almost like um it was this weird like web-like substance that would grow over everything and then they would just burn it all off and it, you would see the line of fire and then everything green behind it because it would only catch that area on fire. It was like a quick little flame that would just light those on fire. It was really interesting to see, but it, it's cool when you, um, you know, that the idea of fire bringing new life, like when lightning bolts strike and cause like you know random forest fires or whatnot and all the new little seedlings that come through from it well that's it's what amazing you need for the mm-hmm. new growth you need the yeah of it. i know i love that um well since the word easter derives from the name ostara or yoster and western culture has adopted some elements of her mythology into the christian holiday specifically rabbits and eggs both symbols of fertility as a little kid i always was like i don't get it like yeah is the Easter bunny and eggs connected to Jesus? I don't get it. Yeah, this giant, weird, creepy bunny. Well, back in the day, like when I was a kid, because I'm a little bit older than Gigi, but they were creepy looking, the Easter bunnies at the mall. They were. Oh, my God. Yeah, they no, were. they were wrong. Wrong. Yeah, so it's like, why do we have these giant bunnies? Why do they bring us eggs? What is this? <laughs> no, it made zero sense. But, the- you know, of course, we're learning about that now. I'm sorry, the only bunny laying the eggs that makes sense is the Cadbury egg okay oh there we go so Cadbury I love Cadbury eggs why do we get so so deep we're like hello (laughs) but I do love that classic commercial that they play every year for like the past 20 years (laughs) yeah and the lion has the bunny ears on (laughs) yeah it's so good that's my favorite (laughs) I'm like whenever it comes back I'm like thank you for not redoing this commercial it just brings back memories of childhood right just complete nostalgic Mm -hmm. thank you Well, in the Northern Hemisphere, spring is the season when the earth blossoms, bringing forth new plants and animals. The pagans honor the goddess Ostara on spring equinox. This year, it was March 20th, so that would have been, we're recording on Monday, so it would have been this past Saturday. The The spring equinox marks the first day of spring in the Northern Hemisphere and the start of the busy planting season in Agarian culture. Did I say it right? 
agrarian, I agrarian. believe. God, yeah, it, I thought I it's was okay. right. <laughs> like agriculture, agrarian, I guess. I think, <laughs> unless it's a typo. No. But <laughs> no, it isn't. I know there were so many typos, and I had to go back, and I was like, I don't it's know. all right. Yeah. So, as a goddess of the dawn, Osara represents new life hope, opportunity, and awakening. Symbolically, sunrise offers not only opportunity on the horizon, but also a fresh perspective in the clean, clear light that unfolds at daybreak before the day's complications and problems crop up. Therefore, Ostera brings clarity as well as a chance to begin anew. Oh my gosh, I love Which that. Which that makes me want to cry. And it's so funny because remember I told you uh, the past like week or two, I got Ostera twice and then mm-hmm. I just pulled her today. Oh well. my gosh. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. And it's funny because when I do my meditating or any kind of like um, my own personal ritual work, like of journaling, things like that, for some reason, I like to do it during the daytime, specifically earlier in the morning. Now, mm-hmm. I am not a morning person. So this is so weird, but there is. It's like what it says here. There's something about that new day nothing has irritated you yet no kids have bugged you yet hopefully you know like it's just it's your time oh yeah one of my favorite things not many people would like this but I um I do hair and makeup for weddings and so I do have a lot of weddings that start very early or I have to leave early because they're a couple hours away and I'm leaving sometimes when it's dark out And as I'm driving, once I start to see that sunrise, I can feel a change in my body immediately. Mm -hmm. I wake up and I just feel this like breath of air that comes through me. And I'm like, all right, let's do this. It's one of my favorite moments whenever I have, as hard as it is to wake up those days, I love being able to be in my car and just have the silence and just watch this beautiful sunrise come forth. It's, it's amazing. Well, and it doesn't hurt that most of the time you're in like these bougie places and it's these oh, yeah. gorgeous hills and cliffs <laughs> and you're like, look at the sunrise. <laughs> I, yeah, it's really hard not to like try to pull over and just take pictures and video the whole time. I'm like, I got to go. I have a mission. But I'm like, yes, <sighs> just stop and appreciate Southern California. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or specifically Orange County. Yeah. <laughs> like Orange County, let's appreciate you. Let's appreciate you. Yes. <laughs> Well, a little bit about Ostera's appearance. Usually she's depicted as a lovely young woman, the maiden aspect of the triple goddess. In her role as goddess of springtime, although she's connected with fertility and creativity, she's not a mother deity. Rather, her youth signifies innocence, potential, optimism, and vitality. She's often shown wearing flowers in her hair or around her neck. So, That's my girl. You know, people, you need to reach out to Nicole because she makes these awesome <laughs> hair flowers and she can make you a beautiful little hair crown, a flower crown for you to wear. <laughs> I could just uh, breathe in that Ostera vibe. <laughs> well, I'm working on a little something for you for the next holiday that's oh. coming up is May, May 1st, Beltane. Oh, so May Day, like, yes, in mm-hmm, Beltane. Mm-hmm. Yay. So we'll do a little bit of something about that. I now, like that. Right. Now with Osara, there really aren't that many legends. So there there are just a few, but they're widely known. They are like the legends, you know. Um, so the the goddess Osara and how we basically got the Easter bunny. So this is a little tale. Everybody grab your, your tea, cozy in. I'm gonna tell Auntie Coco, Nicole's gonna tell I a little love tale. Story time. Um, James, uh, um, Gigi's son calls me Coco. So just yes. in case you <laughs> <hear that>. so, <clears throat> 
Already feeling a little bit guilty for arriving late one spring, the goddess Ostera was appalled when the first thing she encountered was a little bird who lay dying on the forest floor, his wings frozen by the snow. Filled with compassion, Ostera took him as a pet, or as some versions of the tale have it, her lover. Ooh, I was la like, la. I don't see that connection, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Feeling sorry that the poor wingless bird could no longer take flight, she turned him into a snow hare and gave him the ability to run rapidly so he could evade all hunters. So she's thinking she's giving him a plan. That's good. Yeah. Honoring his early life as a bird, she also gave him the ability to lay eggs in all the colors of the rainbow, which I'm like, all right, cool. Eventually, the decision backfired when the goddess became enraged with his numerous affairs. Hey, you know, that's hey. why they call them Thumper, right? Thank <laughs> Thumper was my mom's Bambi. He was. <laughs> so, in a fit of anger, she threw him into the skies where he unfortunately landed under the feet of the constellation Orion, the hunter. He remains there to this day and is known as the constellation Lepus. I think that sounds right. I mean, like with hairs leaping, I would like. (laughs) Yeah, which basically means the hair. Softening her attitude a little bit, Ostera allowed the hair to return to Earth once every year to give away his colored eggs to the children attending the Ostera festivals that were held each spring. The tradition of the Easter Bunny has thus begun (laughs) (laughs) so one of the best place now Gigi's a pretty good easter egg hider for her kid but one of the best places my mom did was she actually would tape them under the the toilet tank lid but she taped it on the underneath side because mind you I was a bit older at that time but I was ruthless I would tear the house apart because I wanted the easter eggs I love it So, So, so my dad actually he would always like have like a big big money egg that he would hide it was like the golden egg and he let his um new wife hide it the first year that she was like in our lives and stuff and she hid it in like a grate on the side of the house and it rolled (gasps) away underneath the house and it had like a hundred dollar bill in it we were all adults by now so my dad wanted to make it like interesting for us you know so we were like dying trying to find this and he got so pissed he's like where's this egg she's like um oh my god poor th- i would have felt terrible yeah he, he had to like crawl under like the the hole underneath the house where all the spiders and whatever you know like it was so bad did he get it i don't i think he eventually found it but like no one got to have it obviously you know but he was livid it was hilarious <laughs> He's like, for all that work I put into it, I'm keeping it. And he's always been like a big, like, um, he's a dad. You know, he likes puns. He likes dad jokes. And there's always this um, festival um, at a park near his house called the Egg Stravaganza. So <laughs> he always runs around every year. He's like, are you ready for the Egg Stravaganza? <laughs> he has to get all dramatic huh? with it. So yeah, I'm sure he's going to be very excited to win um we can all come together as a family again for Easter, especially now that we have our little, 
little kids along with us, which speaking yeah. of new birth, my sister had her baby on Friday. So I have my new little nephew. So now we've got um, three grandsons and a granddaughter in the family. So Aww. lots of littles that can run around and find the eggs. And now we can just put jelly beans in them again and not put $100 bills. Yes. So. <laughs> Save a little bit of money. Be yeah. like, and here's some jelly beans. <laughs> Well, according to another legend, a rabbit laid some sacred eggs and decorated them as a gift for the fertility goddess Ostera. Ostera liked the beautiful eggs so much that she asked the rabbit to share them with everyone throughout the world. Ukrainian folk art gives us some of the best examples of ritual egg decoration. So traditionally, people painted eggs to provide protection and healing. They then carried the pretty eggs as talismans and exchanged them as gifts. Some legends also say she could shapeshift into a rabbit. Like spring itself, Osara brings joy into the world, and like the return of the warm weather after winter's harshness, she represents resurrection and rebirth. Ah, yes. That's where we get zombie Jesus connection with Queen. resurrection. <laughs> <laughs> yes. that, is, that is a big... Uh... Uh, thing, but I think the the next story that we're going to talk about that you're going to go into greater detail about the little bunny that actually yes. can decorate beautiful eggs. So awesome. story time with Gigi. Yes, Bye. a little bit more story time. Let's get cozy by the fire, everybody. Or like my son coffee. would like to do, he likes to sit on my lap and his head like right under my chin when I'm reading the stories. But he's getting taller, and so it's getting harder to keep him tucked under there, and he's getting very frustrated <laughs> with that. So <laughs> starts like headbutt me. I'm like, stop it. Let me just finish. This story. <laughs> Hi, Jinxie. What are you doing? You came to join us? Yeah, she wants Good to hear the story. You know, okay, tell us the story. Okay. Gigi. Well, once upon a time, the animal mm-hmm. kingdom gathered together for a meeting in a flurry of great excitement. There was to be a very special party, and a very special guest was coming to visit them. The Gosh. very special guest was none other than the goddess herself, and <gasps> every creature wanted to give her a very special gift. Now, some of the animals were very rich and some were very poor, but off they went to prepare their gifts for only the very best would do for the goddess. Hare was very excited. He dearly loved the goddess. And although he was very poor, he had a big, generous heart. He was going to give her the very finest gift he could find. Hare rushed home to see what he could find to give to the the goddess, and he looked everywhere, in the cupboards and under the bed, but there was nothing. Even the larder was empty. He had absolutely nothing to give her, except for one thing. (gasps) On the shelf in the larder was a single egg, and it was it, and that was it. It was the only thing that he had left. Hare gently took the egg out of the larder and lovingly decorated it and took it to the party. Hare was very worried. All the other animals gave her gifts of gold and silver and precious jewels, and all Hare had was the egg. Eventually, all the gifts had been given, and Hare was the very, very last. Hare very shyly presented the goddess with the egg, and she took it and looked at him, and she saw the true spirit of Hare. And there and then, the goddess appointed the hare as her very special animal, because hare had given away everything he had. The end. (laughs) I love him. Yeah, that's such a sweet little thing, definitely. He had one egg. 
I think it's like a refrigerator. Refrigerator or like is it electric? I don't think it's electric. It's probably my idea, just visually thinking of those things. Maybe like a hole that they dug in their burrow because you know when you're underground and it keeps things cold or colder than it would above ground. I want to imagine it's like an electric um, refrigerator with like a hamster in the back that's running. Oh, I would love that. Yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. you know. For the one egg. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Absolutely. Okay, who has like I everybody has gone to a party and you thought that your gift was crap and then you gave it to the person and they absolutely loved it and you're like score oh, definitely um actually uh, again a little story of my dad um one of our first christmases with my fiance we got him um some shutterfly or you know one of those like companies that would print pictures on coffee mugs <laughs> And we printed mm-hmm. pictures of our dogs on it and gave those to my dad. And we're like, it's just a simple little thing. You know, it's nothing special. My dad cried. <laughs> he doesn't cry. Okay. Like he cries like once a year, maybe max, like, you know, dad. the birth of a grandchild. He cried over this mug of the dogs when, you know, everybody else spent like lots of money. Our, our, our thing that we say around the holidays when we give gifts, we're always like, it's very, very expensive. So, <laughs> you know, ours was definitely not, but you know, it, it held a special place in his heart. So I'm happy about Aww. that. Yeah, I love that. Jinxie, what did you get for mommy? What's your gift? She needs to get me stuff for Mother's Day. That's all yes. to it. These yeah, animals. She, you know what? She's gonna. She's just gonna Day. give you a nice little turd in the little box. So, <laughs> they, oh my god, they do. I, I get little tiny offerings as I go towards the litter box. I'm like, thank you guys. So I have a 17 year old Chihuahua, and he just is starting to get very blind, and he just Aww. leaves his offerings wherever he wants. <laughs> No, I'm laughing because Chris says that it smells like like rotten hamburger. Sorry, guys. I know that's a little bit too graphic, but it was just in my mind. I had to share. You know, I love how we can associate the scents with different things. I think one of my dogs farted when I was sitting on the couch the other day. I'm like, I smell popcorn. (laughs) You're like, and not the good popcorn, not the movie one, but like subpar popcorn. Oh my god! That's oh my brilliant. gosh! Yeah, but you know <sighs> we're gonna have a little bit more bunny beliefs and some fun more eggs yes. stuff to talk about. Would you like to share that, Nicole? I've- Thank you for that setup. I would love to. Um, Well, in Celtic tradition, the hair is sacred to the goddess and is the totem animal of lunar goddesses such as Hecate, Freya, and Holda. The hair is a symbol of the moon, and that is a running theme that we have seen throughout a lot of our goddesses. Ishel, Chang'e, like, I Mm -hmm. love this. Yeah. Yes. The goddess most closely associated with the hair is Yoster or Ostera. The date of the Christian Easter, now I thought this was kind of interesting, is determined by the phase of the moon. Oh, that's the noctur- why the date changes mm-hmm. every year. That's why oh. it all, because I, I believe it's after the full moon, but mm-hmm. we'll get to that. I'm jumping ahead. The nocturnal hair so closely associated with the moon, which dies every morning and is resurrected every evening, also represents birth of nature in spring. Both the moon and the hair were believed to die daily in order to be reborn. Wow. Mm -hmm. Thus, the hair is a symbol of immortality. It is also a major symbol of fertility. As we said, you know, he got in trouble for being a little bit too frisky. Mm -hmm. And abundance as the hair can, I didn't know this either, as the hair can conceive while pregnant. Oh. How scary would that be if that could happen to humans? (laughs) Okay. I did read a story that 
it, it, it is very rare, but it can happen. So yeah. this woman had, um, you know, relations, got pregnant. And then a few days later, they didn't know they were pregnant yet, but mm-hmm. they, um, or maybe it was like a week or two later, you know, had relations again and she had dropped another egg. So she dropped two eggs that month. And so she had another one that was fertilized. So when they found out they were pregnant, they were like, oh, you're having twins. But one was delayed. And at first they thought it was because the other one was sucking from it. You know, like twins can do sometimes where they Mm -hmm. take from the other um, embryo. And so they ended up finding out that developmentally it was fine. It was just conceived a couple weeks after so (laughs) yeah so that that is very rare but I think that it happens also a lot with people that are on um IVF or like fertility treatments yeah because it causes them to drop multiple eggs so be careful (laughs) right actually yeah I think that's why um they say um as you get older you're um, more at risk of having multiples as well because as you get closer to um, going through menopause, your eggs mm-hmm. start to drop more rapidly as well. <laughs> they, so they start jumping ship. They're yep, like, they're like all right, <laughs> one for all and all for one. <laughs> That's like when Chris and I feel amorous. I'm like, let's be safe. <laughs> we don't need any little oopsies. <laughs> no, not at all. I actually had to tell my mom that <laughs> when she was going through a little phase, you know, um, when she was like, I think just peri perimenopause she mm-hmm. was single she was dating and I'm like mom you better be safe because you really do not want to have one of those you know midlife babies that you weren't expecting because <laughs> I'm at the age to start procreating and I don't need to help out with another sibling <laughs> she <laughs> yeah, actually you know time. yeah she she kept it in sync you know she didn't have that happen to her but my dad decided to remarry a younger woman and so my dad at 60 had another child so I have a three-year-old little sister now (laughs) (laughs) my parents they're like hey we just got to keep going at it they're like the rabbits you know now there's five of us (laughs) (laughs) too much well (laughs) over the centuries the symbol of the hair at ostera had become the easter bunny who brings eggs to children on easter morning as we said most of us know the christian day of rebirth and resurrection which is easter Hair hunting was taboo, but because of the date of Easter is usually determined by the moon, together with the Hair Strong Lunar Association, hair hunting was a common Easter activity in England and also at Beltane, which I thought was kind of interesting. The hair was sacred in many ancient traditions and was associated with the moon goddesses and the various deities of the hunt. In ancient times, eating the hair was prohibited except at Beltane for the Celts, and the festival of Ostera from the Anglo-Saxons when a ritual hare hunt would take place. So they liked their little bunny hunts. Oh. I know. In many cultures, rabbits and eggs were considered to be valuable remedies for fertility problems, which makes sense. How would you say this? Pliny? 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 I'm not sure. Okay. Yeah, I didn't I didn't look that up. I'm, I'm thinking it would be Pliny or Pliny. So, um. We're going to go with Pliny because that sounds cute. Pliny the Elder prescribed rabbit meat as a cure for female sterility. Sterility? Sterility? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, The the, uh, the T is 
t- tonguing up my tie. Wow. Did you hear that? <laughs> Tying up your Tying tongue. Up All tongue. right. The cat's got your tongue. Jinx, you need to get out of the room right now. Okay. No. Right? <laughs> oh, my God. And, and, oh, this is interesting. Okay. So if a female can't reproduce, give her some rabbit meat. And in some cultures, the genitals of a hare were carried to advert barrenness yeah yeah Yeah. wow so you know i'm like is would it be the testes or the ovaries like which which genitals you know like it's just genitals genitals. yeah that's so i'm sure it would be the external but it's just a wide range of genitals (laughs) Uh, genitalia all right let's do this (laughs) so and some of the other beliefs and again we got these from um, numerous sites that we you know quoted and take everything with a grain of salt you know medieval christians believe that the hair brought misfortune saying that witches changed into rabbits in order to suck the cows dry it was claimed that a witch could be only be killed by a silver crucifix or a bullet when she appeared as a hare. So okay, wait, like akin werewolves to the werewolf. and vampires. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it sounds like a total werewolf thing. That's really yeah. cool. I'm like, oh god, <laughs> you turn into a hare like you're half bunny, half like person, morphing back. And we're like, <laughs> and it reminds me, wasn't there like a creepy Easter bunny in the old Twilight there, Zone movie? There was one. I think yeah. it had like like sharp teeth and like yeah, scared yeah. me. That's mm-hmm. So given their wild leaping and boxing display during mating season, not to mention their ability to push out dozens of bunnies each spring. <laughs> just push them is, out. <laughs> right? Just push them all out. It is understandable that they came to represent lust and unbridled sexuality. Ooh la la. I know. Much later, depictions of a white hair sitting at the feet of the Virgin Mary was um, signified or was basically signified Christianity's triumph over lust or the flesh. The speed displayed by a rabbit symbolized the need to flee from sin and temptation and a reminder of the rapid passage of life. That was kind of cool. Yeah. Lex, I know you're hungry. God. He's like over there bugging me. All of your springtime animals are gathering like Snow White. (laughs) It's it's because it's like dinner time here, yeah. so they're like it's it's a uh, it's four thirty. Um, and there is also the touching tale about a young rabbit who patiently waited in the garden of is it Gethsemane? Gethsemane. Gethsemane. Gethsemane? Yeah, I, okay. I looked it up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm terrible. I don't know any of these. Uh, I, yeah, stories. I know that was like I gotta look that one up. Gethsemane. Gethsemane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gethsemane for three days and nights for his friend Jesus to return. Oh, I know. Isn't that so sad? Worried about what had become of him. At dawn on Easter morning, Jesus returned to the garden and was welcomed by his little loyal friend. Oh, buddy. I know. So that night, when the disciples arrived at the garden to pray, unaware of the resurrection, they discovered a clump of beautiful larkspurs, each blossom reflecting the face of the rabbit in its center as a remembrance of the little creature's hope and his faith. Oh, I love it. You know, once you actually find out the symbolization Mm -hmm. of these things that you kind of just take for granted, because that's, I mean... I raised Roman Catholic, Italian, you know, so like I know of all these things, but I never knew why. Yeah. You just like accept it. You're told it. You Mm -hmm. don't look further into it. And that's what we love about doing this podcast is it is teaching us so much along the way. 
so many different things. So Easter tradition serves to remind us of the cycle of rebirth and the need for renewal in our lives. In the history of Easter, Christians and pagan traditions are delicately interwoven with grace and beauty. That's which gorgeous. I thought was mm-hmm. Perfectly said, yeah. Mm-hmm. The pagan Anglo-Saxons made offerings of colored eggs um, to the goddess at the Vernal. Vernal, I Vernal, think. yeah. Mm-hmm. Vernal equinox. They placed, this I thought was cool, they actually placed them at graves, especially probably as a charm of rebirth. Oh. Also, right? Also, Egyptians and Greeks were also known to play, place eggs at grave sites. I never knew they did that. The goddess of fertility was also the goddess of grain, so offerings of breads and cakes were made to her. Oh, so. I love that. So nice. Yeah. Learned a lot. Yeah. Well, I mean, now we're going to share a little bit more. We can share with you how to like worship and celebrate the goddess. Mm -hmm. She's actually celebrated during the spring equinox as the bringer of increased light and the balance between nighttime and daytime hours. So call upon Ostera to increase your fruitfulness, fertility, or to help you embark on new ventures. Um, The spring equinox is a fertility festival and the time for planting seeds, literally or figuratively. To engage Ostara, start to sow seeds, quote unquote seeds, that you want to bear fruit in the coming months. This is an ideal time, time to launch new career ventures, move into a new home or begin a new relationship. And I actually Mm did um, kind of start some new career ventures over this weekend. So, you know, I was following that. So hopefully, hopefully some new things come from that. That's right. Um, As the new year begins, you can tap the energy of the goddess to help you birth a new endeavor. So write a wish on a piece of paper and then put it in a flower pot and fill the pot with soil. Plant flowers and dedicate them to the goddess and ask her to grant your wish in return. I'm gonna do that yeah that's a very simple one and I love that it's something that can be permanent you know it's something that you'll see daily as opposed to something that can you know go away over time and it's Mm -hmm. also you know you can always like replant or even get annual or ones that will like continue to grow for years which would be amazing so yeah it's it's a beautiful little offering Mm -hmm. I love that If you've been going through um, a difficult period, you can also call upon Ostara to bring hope and joy into your life. According to an old custom, people who were ill would carry an egg with them for a day and a night, and then they buried the egg, which would be um, symbolic of the illness the following dawn. So bury an egg to represent letting go of your problems. Hmm. Other ways to celebrate are coloring eggs and leaving them outside for the animals who are coming out of hibernation, which is very sweet. You know, the bears and whatnot, they need food when they wake up. Um, Taking a mindful walk, noticing the earth as she begins to come out of her slumber, breathing in the freshness of the air and listening to Mm. the songs of the birds and the buzz of the insects and feeling the sunshine. And oh my gosh, it was so perfect because I totally did that this Saturday, unknowing. It's amazing how you do these things. Just it's, it's ingrained in you to do it at certain moments. And I came home uh, like 30 minutes early before I had to do um, work on a, a photo shoot and I literally went outside and I stood on my grass. I took off my sandals and I just put my feet on the grass and closed my eyes up to the sun and felt the warmth of my face and the wind blowing through my hair, listening to the birds chirp. And it was just a beautiful few moments just to sit there and breathe and appreciate 
the warmth and the new life that's coming. And, you know, now that we're doing this and talking about it, I didn't realize it was on Saturday, mm-hmm. which was the spring equinox. So Aww, it's perfect. amazing how those, those things like just, you know, they come through when you need it. Yeah. I had forgotten because this is now my third coming out of winter into spring in, in Ohio. And sitting here today I think it's like 60 degrees or Mm -hmm. 65 so that's like warm for us so I had all the windows open and I could hear the the morning doves and just the birds that you you take for granted because in winter you can't hear anything there's nothing out yeah the the snow make deafens it all it's amazing Mm -hmm. yeah so now to be able to to hear all the birds and I just I love bird sounds and with the summertime I'm just so excited but well you know what it was about the same temperature here and even with that that sun was so warming um Mm -hmm. so yeah I love that we're having you know similar weather with each other right now it feels like we're together and Mm -hmm. then I I know Siad and then I think it's gonna rain and then it's gonna snow next week so I'm like guys (laughs) (laughs) it's a false spring (laughs) I blame Puxatami Phil (laughs) he saw that damn shadow telling you man (laughs) wrong (laughs) so speaking of someone that kind of symbolizes stuff I don't know we have some correspondences that was a bad segue but I did it you did Um, it (laughs) some correspondences some symbols for Ostera would be spring itself eggs the dawn moon keys the direction of the east and rainbows Some offerings for her altar um, or for your altar for her would be colored eggs, ribbon, seeds, feathers, all spring flowers, all foliage that is sprouting into new leaf, little rabbits and little chicks. I'm like, I want a chick so bad. Well, I always wanted to get a little dwarf rabbit that could live (laughs) with my guinea pigs in there because they're about the same size and they all have the same kind of um, food and everything and needs. But then I found out that you're not supposed to keep rabbits with guinea pigs because their legs are so muscular that they could like kick them and injure the <laughs> guinea pigs. Oh, no. <laughs> so I was like, but a dwarf rabbit shouldn't be that strong. But, you know, I held off on that. And also, I'm not someone that just like goes and gets pets easily. Um, all of my pets were kind they of find like, you. Yes, they found me. Yeah. So I found my guinea pig in the middle of the grass randomly when he was a baby. So, <laughs> so if I happen to come across a rabbit that is in need that is in a wild rabbit, then I'll probably take it in. But we'll see. <laughs> I'm hoping that I come across a Shetland pony. Yes. <laughs> okay. We have, you know, we have our goals in life, you know. <laughs> exactly. Either that or like a little tiny goat. I'd be happy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I would love a little goat. Like one of the little ones so that can run around. I know, the little stuff. nanny yes. goats. I love oh. their floppy ears. They're so cute. I want to have a little tiny farm. <laughs> so her feast day is obviously the spring equinox. But um, I did read somewhere that uh, since a lot of pagans, Christians, you know, just different cultures, they basically you can celebrate uh, Ostera. It's not just one specific day. Day. It's from the spring equinox to about Easter. So you can continue this whole process until like Easter time comes. So, nice. you know, if, if you are, you know, someone that grew up with uh, the Easter tradition and you still like what it symbolizes, you know, yeah, it combine all of it together. Why not? That's awesome. I love it. And then um, colors would be, as we know, 
typical um, holiday uh, colors, white, pastel, and pale colors such as pinks, greens, yellows, purples, just anything that's that spring beautiful light vibe. Now, with the gemstones, gonna kind of need your help because some. All right, I looked them up. (laughs) Good, thank you. So we have our amethyst, aquamarine, moss agate moonstone which makes sense rose quartz makes complete sense mm-hmm. selenite i've been like really digging selenite oh yeah this Ro- one is <laughs> Ro- <gasps> i know it too isn't that the one that's like pink with spots yes okay mm-hmm. so rose i want to say rosencrantz and that's not it <laughs> just say it i'm like tiger's eye Christ so Chrysocola? Yes, Chrysocola. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, serpentine. I have that one. That one's gorgeous. I actually may put that on my altar. Um, oh, nice. With her. Um, appet- appetite? Yeah, just like okay. it's appetite, just without the All double right. P. I know. Getting it. I gave myself snaps. Okay. Snap, 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 snap. Right. Um, and cardolin. Um, for incense and oils, it would be cedarwood, geranium, and jasmine, which I'm liking all of them. The goddesses that um, correspond with her would be Freya. I'm going to mess this one. Sarah. So um, when I looked up. I know it's a Hindu goddess. Yeah. So when I looked up like um, an older pronunciation of it, it said Saraswati. Okay. It's probably, that's probably yeah, better so... than what I'm doing. Thank you. Um, Aphrodite. Oh, actually, Freya was one of our goddesses. Aphrodite yes. was one of our goddesses. Isis, which we will be doing in the future, and Persephone. Oh, look at this. So we're going to have lots of episodes you all can like reference to after this. If you haven't heard them, go and check those ones out because they are so fun. They all have just yes. different vibes and stuff. And, you know, it depends on the mood of the goddess and what she brings out in us. <laughs> That's right. And then some beautiful flowers are all that you would imagine spring. Daffodils, forsythias, lilies, tulips, primrose, violets are one of my favorites. Crocuses, um, celadine, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, catkins. When I was typing this out yesterday, Chris was looking and he goes, why is the pussy in there? <laughs> I was like, you stop it. Hey, it is it, Easter and fertility, so. <laughs> yeah. But what he failed to see was pussy willow yes um, so that's you know it is a it is a flower bless his heart um some animals as we've said before rabbits and bunnies chicks butterflies lambs robins squirrels swans pigs hair a serpent and dragons oh hello very interesting I'm almost like, I the like... simple like springtime things and all serpents and dragons i know right she's like at the end i get a bit metal you know? yes goodness some trees that um go with her birch is is a big goddess tree anyways but mm-hmm. birch ash and elder some herbs lavender rose hips lemongrass and catnip oh and... i bet you got some catnip at home for jinxie oh, and uh, tons, cleo tons and tons and tons. <laughs> Some foods, as we said before, cakes, breads, eggs, um, it's supposed to be spice cake, chocolate, seeds, and salad, and then mm. hot cross buns. So um, with that, think of it as a Celtic cross, so symbolizing the four fire festivals or four elements. Now, oh, and by the way, yes, uh, yes. Nicole made these. She yeah. she has been the master <laughs> baker over the weekend to celebrate Ostera. <laughs> Let's hear about your hot cross buns. Mm. So 
Okay, I got a recipe for dairy-free hot cross buns because, as we all know, I get the bubble guts. So, (laughs) I make it, did not realize how labor-intensive it was. So, made it from scratch. I did everything right the first day. It called to sit overnight, did that. Next day, brought it out, let it get to room temperature, and then I had to cut it up into its pieces and let it prove for, like, I don't know, it's a 90 minutes approximately. I looked at it. It did not look like they rose. So I was like, okay, let's leave it. I think I let them prove for too long. And then our oven is ancient, so it burns everything. <laughs> so Aww. I'll take a picture. I'm not very proud of them. I mean, it's my first time doing it. It's but... your first time, but you did it. You put like a couple yeah. days of work into yeah. these. Hours of work. And even though they got a little crispy, I still think that they probably tasted yummy. Did they? Thank you. Yeah. I just have to dip it in my coffee in the morning. Hey, that's even better. Like a biscotti (laughs) or something. Dip, dip, dip. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. So, yeah. But it was was my attempt. I had never made any breads or anything like that. So it was exciting. But I want to try some other stuff. I'm proud of you. Yeah, now you know. And you know, like, what things you need to fix in the future. I mean, recipes are spelled out for you. But there is trial and error because everybody's cooking appliances come out differently and their environments. I mean, if you're in a high altitude, it's going to work differently than in, you know, a lower sea level altitude. So... Well, I blame I British give baking. you snaps. Thank you. <laughs> I I just I blame British baking for making it look so easy. Oh yes. <laughs> you, you ever see, you've seen that show, yes. right? Okay. So then of course I take them on the oven and Chris comes over like Paul Hollywood and he picks it up and he starts tapping the bottom. I go, get out of here. <laughs> oh, don't even start with me. This has been two days of labor. <laughs> I'm like, this isn't even a time to be funny. It is not This stocky. is my child. <laughs> I was. I was like, come on, Joe, let's do this. So yeah, so that's those would be all of the correspondences to connect oh, with you know Ostera. What? This makes sense too, because you know, when they say that when you're pregnant, you have a bun in the oven. Hey, I like that. Gigi making connections. I love it. Well, now we're going to share with you a little bit from the Goddess Oracle by Amy Sophia Marashinsky. Ostara comes into your life with her springtime message of personal growth. It is time to open to things in your life that facilitate growth, development, and evolution. Is there a class or workshop that you've been wondering if you should take? Do it now. Is there something new that you would want to include in your life? Let it in now. Have you just gone through a period of stagnation and lethargy where nothing seemed to be happening? Let it go. Um, COVID. (laughs) Now is the time of growth. Ostara says that wholeness is nurtured when you embrace experiences, risks, and occasions that cause you to stretch. The stretching promotes your growth. Mm. That was the card that I got today from her. Ooh, I love that. Like, I want to stretch my growth. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Mm-hmm. Well, the uh, Goddess Guidance Cards by Doreen Virtue, the message from Ostera is, it is the perfect time for you to start new projects, access new ideas, and give birth to new conditions. The message from Ostera's springtime is any time when the light increases within your mind and entire system. If you feel dark, heavy, or depressed, then you can lighten up by fueling yourself with positive intentions, nutritious foods, and anything that sparks your feelings of love. Surround yourself with beautiful flowers. 
brighten the colors in your wardrobe and home and draw back the curtain to let in natural life, light, <laughs> life, draw back the curtain to let in natural light. You can paint a sunnier outlook within yourself, which will give rise to all sorts of new opportunities since like attracts like. Feel more energized and powerful as you spruce up your inner and outer world. Then capitalize on this increased vigor by starting a new project that really makes your heart sing with excitement. Aww. Wow. Yep. Oh, my gosh. So this just gave me the visual of um, the butterfly maiden, you know, mm -hmm. coming out of that dark cocoon and emerging a colorful, beautiful butterfly. I mean, oh, yes, I love that. Let yep. your heart sing with excitement. Oh, that's beautiful. And it's so true. I'm a firm believer of like the natural light because mm -hmm. our living room is very dark because it faces the north, I think. So um, it's just so dark. And I just, I do, I open up all the curtains and it's just, uh, it just it makes your mood so much better. Yeah. I actually, um, our old apartment, the, the way we faced um, and we had these large open windows, um, we always had this beautiful natural light coming through, but our mm -hmm. new home faces where the sun comes through. So we keep our bllinds drawn more because it gets really piercing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you don't fry. I know it's really hard. It gets hot at times. So we do keep it darker in our house now, but I have in the past week or so realized um, with the time change, when I step outside, um, the sun rises right outside of our house and I get to see that just mm -hmm. that light coming up and it's just such a gorgeous view to it's see right lovely. when I step out of my door and um, I'm very appreciative of that so yeah you know you got to find the light through it all of course <laughs> mm -hmm. it was such an uplifting goddess to research I, oh I, I, I love it oh that's so amazing well everybody in closing we have a quote by Jacob Grimm from Deutsch Mythology Yep, those brothers grim. <laughs> yep. Ostara, Easter, seems therefore to have been the divinity of the radiant dawn, of uprising light, a spectacle that brings joy and blessing, whose meaning could easily be adapted by the resurrection day of the Christian's God. Hmm. That is a very beautiful cute. quote, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, like you said, this was a beautiful goddess to, mm -hmm. you know, research and learn about. And now we're learning more about the connection between the pagan and Christian ideals of it all. And yep. I mean, it just makes so much more sense. And also it makes the idea of um, celebrating the Easter Bunny with my son a little bit more exciting because of the the legends behind it. So I do love that. <laughs> yes. So now if you see a creepy Easter Bunny, at least you know he has yes. no he's not gonna <laughs> no ill will. You. He's just gonna lay a few <laughs> eggs. Oh <laughs> well thank you goddesses for going along this journey with us. Um we loved learning about Ostera and hopefully you'll incorporate some of these things into your, you know, um celebrations this holiday time and uh we just we love you yes we do thank you so yeah. much for joining us and again you. um you know just please you know spread the word about us rate and review yep. um subscribe keep in contact with us you can email us goddesschat at yahoo.com 
follow us on Instagram, Goddess Chat Leos. Um, you know, we, we try to post little things that try to, you know, inspire and and educate along the way. And I hope you all enjoy it and that you enjoy our podcast. And we love having yeah. you here. So thank you so much again. We love you. And I love your face, Gigi. And I love the goddesses. Yes. And, and blessed Ostera to you all. That's, that's right. Bye. Bye. Mwah.